Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 534, recorded live on Saturday, November 4th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who seems to have had the airlines lose our website while coming back from Australia, Dave Pillay. Hi! And the man who promised Kate that he was not going to do an Australian accent, Andy Lowe. Hi. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I, I tried, and she looked at me, and she's like, what was that? And I'm like, that was my Australian accent. And she's like, no. It's like, no. <laughs> Yay, Kate. Uh, I support that entirely. Uh, the airlines didn't, didn't lose the website. Well, you seem to have come back from Australia, and you lost the website, so I just, you know. Yeah, well, I, I didn't take the website with me, Andy. So what happened? <laughs> Um, do you, do you want to know what happened? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, they upgraded the operating system. They updated to a newer version of Ubuntu. And that broke Ruby. And that broke something. So I have a support request out saying, hey, please help. Because I don't remember how to do any of this shit. Because it's been a long time and I made it and it kept working. And then I just never bothered with it. <laughs> <laughs> so but that's that's what we pay for is like really good support yes so it's just not really fast support i expect they'll get it up just not necessarily right away well especially since you know you submitted the it's, ticket on the weekend yeah on like friday night yeah and so now it's said it is saturday right yes okay it is saturday see that that's a little like is it? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> Halfway through yesterday, I'm like, man, sweet. Where are the football games? Wait, there's no football game today. Wait, why are? Why is no one in the Big Ten playing today? Because it's Friday. Jet and then, lag. Yeah, well, so, so here's the thing. We got in Thursday night, local time, and went to bed at our normal time on Thursday night. Like, I went to bed Thursday night around 1.30 in the morning, which is when I normally go to bed, yeah? Yeah. Well, that was fantastic, and then yesterday was great. I was up at the right time yesterday, everything was going good. And then last night at, like, 1.30 in the morning, I'm like, huh, it's 1.30 in the morning. I should maybe think about going to bed soon. 2.30 in the morning. I really should maybe, like, stop doing what I'm doing and, like, get ready for bed. 3.30 in the morning. Why am I not asleep? 5.30 in the morning. Fuck. 7.30 in the morning. Fuck. I slept from 9.30 to 10.30. <laughs> Gesundheit. Thank you. So, yeah, that's a thing. And then tonight is daylight savings, evidently. Yes, so... Uh, you're so going just, to you know, to fuck with my, my internal clock even more. Yes. Awesome. Great. That's why I left myself a couple days before going back to work on Monday, where I get to look at all the emails that came in because I turned email off on my phone. It's going to be fun. It'll take me a couple hours. Yeah, I found out that um, I have to take eight days of vacation by the Between end of this now, year. At the end of the year. Before I. All right. Hmm? Good for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
So, yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I have a feeling that whenever I go on vacation, that, you know, even on Monday mornings, I just, you know, I come in and for like the first two hours on Monday mornings, yeah. it's all just going through, okay, what happened over the weekend? Let's go through yeah. all the emails. Let's figure this all out. Can Can you take your vacation days as like half days? I think so. Because that would be kind of nice, like just come in late Monday and leave early Friday. Well, okay, coming in late won't really work because I have to drop Isaac off at daycare. Ah, okay. So leaving early Fridays. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is I could just take like a half day every Friday. Yeah, from now until like the end of the year. That should be about eight days. Yes, except, you know, I Thanksgiving's there. uh, I had to go in in the middle of the night uh, earlier this week. So I was going to. I was going to leave early this Friday, but instead I had to wait around for a package that was going to get delivered because one of our satellite receivers broke due to the middle of the night issue. Oops. Um, and it didn't get delivered because FedEx sucks. Yeah. FedEx said, oh, yeah, no, it's it should be here by 1030. Oh, wait, there's a problem. It should be here by 6. I call them back at 6 going WTF, and they're like, oh, it's still uh, in Indianapolis. <laughs> and I'm like, but you just told me earlier that it's going to be here by six. With like an 80% probability. Like, you know, I'm sitting there going like, I need this thing for this weekend. Well, you could drive down to Indianapolis. No. What? <laughs> no. What? Yeah, that was the guy's actual suggestion. You could drive down to Indianapolis if you really need it. No. Especially since it drove from Indianapolis down to Memphis, Tennessee. So it wasn't actually even in Indianapolis, according to the tracking number I looked at this morning. So the guy's up-to-date information was not actually up-to-date, which makes me go, really, guys? That sucks, man. Yeah. That sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. So your sleep schedule's kind of messed up, too. A little bit. Not Well, yes, because, you know, baby. Yeah, well, I suppose that's also a thing. So, uh, yeah. So, Sleepy. yeah. So, how was Australia? It was good. It was good. We had a fun time out there. Uh, the city is fantastic. And so, Epic has an office out there, which I didn't go see. I was really, I, I was tempted because, you know, it's kind of cool to be like, oh, I work here, but I don't work here. Um, and I, I know some of the people who do work there. But if if I were to, like, get asked whether or not I wanted to move around the world for two years and live near that city for two years, I'd have a really hard time saying no. Like, that would be a really tough decision, because it was actually pretty damn cool. Did you run into uh, any of the people we know down there? Uh, yes-ish. Not, not like, sit down and hang out with them, run out. Uh, Cuzza couldn't make it between baby and new job. Yep. He, he's uh, a bit busy right now. Yeah. But he did hook me up with a lot of the SE++ people from the forums. So we got to hang out with them for a little while. I saw Liger from a distance. Uh, I saw Jerry on the streets. He did not recognize me. That was about it. Got to hang out with, well, not hang out with, I got to chat with some enforcers because they're just awesome people. And uh, met some enforcers that I had already met. Ah. But also did not recognize me. Well, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been six years. I haven't been to a PAX since 2011. Uh, Spent a lot of money because it's expensive living in the middle of the city without a kitchen. Yes. Yes, it is. 
and spent money on things that I probably didn't need to spend money on, but hey, it was a vacation. So things like that. What am I going to level up? Oh, so these are the fancy dice. These are the fancy, fancy dice that, oh my God, cost way too much money. (laughs) Caged aluminum obsidian. Oh, that obsidian dice looks. Yeah, that that does look nice. Right. Like these are amazing looking dice. Gemstone set of eight with pennant is eighty seven dollars. Oh, keep going, Andy. <laughs> twenty bucks for at... a single D twenty. Yeah, go take a look at the uh, the tungsten set of dice. First off, those are weapons. Those are those are not dice. <laughs> oh, jeez. I did not buy the tungsten set of dice. Uh, I realize I'm saying all this without telling people. This is level up dice. It is a store that makes dice. That is true, yes. We've been talking about this without anybody actually knowing what we're talking about. They are gorgeous, gorgeous dice. Like, holy shit, these are amazing-looking dice. And they revealed, they they started selling at the Expo a new set of dice that is Damascus Steel, 450 Australian dollars per set. And it sold out in, like, a couple hours. That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. But god damn, they're gorgeous, gorgeous dice. So you haven't been to PAX in forever. Has it changed? Uh, you know, it's not fair to ask that, because I don't know. Because PAX Aust is different. It is way smaller, like 10,000-ish people. That is pre- yeah, that's pretty small. The The expo hall was... Mostly PUBG and League of Legends and Dota 2 and a little bit of like Street Fighter and Injustice. Uh, But there was a huge, huge indie section. So that was different. Uh, Some really interesting and and cool indie games. And I got a lot of cards. Um, I think next time if if I try and go to like PAX West, I might try and fight for a media pass. Which, uh, I was actually looking at the PAX site page. Yeah? Do I have to start moving on that now? Um, oh, yeah, I was looking for the, the, for PAX South. Yeah. Because that's the one that's currently got the tickets available. And so I was looking for the media registration. Yeah. And the media inquiry, first name, last name, government ID. If you are associated with a YouTube or Twitch channel, please list that channel name, not a link to the channel. What's yeah. your job title? What's your what is the primary medium for your outlet? And there is podcast is the second one on the list. Yay. What is your unique company email address? Okay. Only one person can be registered per unique email address. So I think we've got okay. separate ones set up, right? Yeah. 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 What is your personal company phone number? So Dave, get a Google Voice number. I have one. Well get a get but another not one. Not for not for RA podcast. Well we could Okay. We, so we need a we need a phone number for RA podcast. Yes, pr- please okay. provide a link. None of this here is uh, uh, you know, it's like a company letter on a company header, like a company letterhead from your editor stating you will be on assignment to cover packs, government ID, yep. business card. There's nothing here about tax IDs anymore. That's good. My guess is because there's a lot of you know YouTubers and everybody who are not you know, yeah, limited liability companies. Yeah. So I think, you know, it might be possible to get back in again. 
It might be. I don't know. I'm I'm still wondering if like I've been blacklisted for something because the last one I applied to was in like almost immediate no. I don't know. So we'll have to we'll have to find out. On the letter, I was there. You you could just post all of your media badges from the previous PAXs. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, look, you used to let me in. Yes. Um, I I was there and like. I kept trying to engage the the exhibitors as if I were media, because that's what I know. That's what I do when I'm there. I'm like, so tell me about your game. What do you have? What are you showing? Why are you trying to do it this way? How many people worked on it? And it was it was just like aggravating not to have access to the media Wi-Fi, not to have any of my equipment with me. Because I didn't think about it. They said just like, nope, you aren't media, and so I didn't bring any sort of recording device or anything like that. Well, live and learn. Yeah, I guess. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Laura enjoyed it. It was her first big convention, so we're feeling pretty good about that. Uh, We went to a few panels. I have an issue with going to panels. I've recognized this now, and I have to be very careful about which panels I go to. Okay. Because when I go to a panel and I feel like I know more than the panelists, I have problems. Yeah. No, there's sometimes there where you're like, no, why are you guys even on the panel? Right. You know? Like, who who are you to talk about this? Because I think you're talking about it wrong. Yeah, that that's would... happened to me a couple of times at some of the broadcasting conferences where some of the guys are talking about things and I'm just like... That's, that's no. not how things are. No. No. Nope. You know. I... Uh, we went to a panel on... Um, why, why certain classic video games had staying power essentially was, was the theme of the panel. Like, why is Mario iconic? And a lot of it focused on why is Sonic iconic? Because one of the, the panelists was the guy who made the indie Sonic game that then got picked up by Sega to say like, no, we aren't going to let you make the indie one, but we want you to make the real one, Mm. which is a great story. And that's really cool. But he was so absolutely biased towards Sonic because that's his passion. And that's great and that's fine, but that's not what the panel was about. No. And so, like, he's talking about how wonderful Sonic is and some of the history of it. And, oh, by the way, you know, one of the things that made Sonic unique was, like, you could play it in two different ways. You could do the really fast, like, just got to get through the level. But you could also do the exploration. And, you know, Sonic was was the first game that had, like, secret levels that you get by exploring. Like, they pioneered that. Do you know when Sonic came out? Oh, um, no, not off the top of my head. The original Sonic the Hedgehog release date was November 21st in 1992. Oh, that late? Yep, Sega Genesis, man. 16-bit. Uh, do you know when Super Mario World came out? Probably before that. It was before that. Did did Super Mario World have secret levels? Yes. Did you get to them by exploring? Yes. Could I stand up in the middle of the panel and say that? Did you? No. <laughs> I really wanted to. Like, they were talking about that, and he, he made that comment of, like, Sonic was the first ones that did that, and I'm like, are you sure about that? Anytime, anytime someone on a panel says definitive this was the first or the best or the last i like are you positive because it's really easy to disprove that 
Mm-hmm. It is very difficult to prove that. So that was an example of a panel I was not too happy about. Uh, other panels, though, were friggin' fantastic. There was a panel uh, we went to that was all about painting minis. Ooh. And it was a expert mini painter and a novice who has painted one other mini in her life. And it was just like them on stage painting a mini and giving tips and him walking her through some of the process and talking about it and saying like, well, this is, you know, these are the kinds of paints that you can get and here's what they are and here's why you use them and here's a good technique for this and here's a good technique for that. And like, it was just really cool. So we we also did the uh, paint a mini, take a mini, the paint and take. Gotcha. So I, I have a little mini that I made. Uh, and then we went to a cosplay panel, which was not quite the same, but still the similar idea of like, here's what cosplay is. Here's why people do it. Here's some ways to get started. Here are ways to think about things. And so we're looking at how we want to do cosplay if we want to do cosplay for uh, C2E2. Oh, in Chicago, yeah. Yep. We think the... Um, uh, the Lantern Corps would be a great group cosplay. I, I'm i sorry, but I still, you know, if I cosplay... Yeah? I know what I'm dressing up as. That's just, that's a no-brainer. Waldo. Yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for goodness yeah. sakes, if I'm running in, Amer- you know, in the that's race... That's your thing. That's fine. That's your thing. You got that. Yeah. But, like, as a group, and a group cosplay, you know... Were you that? Were you up in Manistee the year where we talked about doing a Batman gender swap group cosplay? Maybe. Was that this year? No. Then I was probably there. Yeah, that was an interesting idea. Yep. So, do they have any sort of like Omegathon thing down there, or no? Or is that just they had an Omegathon? Really? We, We watched the final round of the Omegathon. The final round of the Omega... I didn't watch any of the other rounds, and I felt kind of bad for it. The final round was Crossy Road. Is that like a Frogger clone? Yeah, it's it's a modern-day Frogger clone, so it's like a lot harder than Frogger. First off, it's isometric instead of top-down. Oh, jeez. And you have cars, trucks, logs, and trains, and it's never-ending. So Frogger, there's a limit, right? There's an end to the level. Yeah. Crossy Road scrolls. Oh, jeez. And if you take too long or if you go backwards, an eagle comes down and kills you. Oh, jeez. And they had to play it on a balance board. That's just mean. You know the, the balance boards that have, like, the little ball in the center? Yeah. Yeah, so they got a local programmer, hacker, celebrity guy, I don't know who he was, to make a Arduino-controlled balance board interface and they had 45 attempts each to get as far as they could and their total score was added up it was the first guy for 15 and then the second guy for 15 and then the second guy for 15 and then the first guy for 15 and then the first guy for 15 and then the second guy for 15 and it was hilarious oh my god it was so funny and these poor guys are just like they are they're struggling to stay balanced and to figure out these controls because it was just so messed up. Yeah, no, that's just that's just horrible. Horrible, but so good. Yeah, no, that's 
<laughs> so good. And people just went nuts. Um, what else? What else can I tell you about? Uh, we watched the Acquisitions Incorporated. I hear that's always fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a new story. So it wasn't like you have to have watched all of the other ones to understand it. You had to watch some of the other ones to get some of the inside jokes, because there's always inside jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a different system. It was Star Wars. Really? Yeah, it was something called The Edge of the Empire. And it's it's this new system that they produced. And it's really cool, because the dice don't have numbers. So wait, how does that work? So there are positive dice and negative dice, Okay. Okay. D12s and D6s, and that's pretty much it. On the positive dice, there are symbols for a success, or symbols for an advantage, or blank, or a, I think it was like a triumph. And then on the negative dice, you had failures, threat, and blanks. And that's it. And so you assemble your dice pool of, like, I have two yellow dice and a green die, and the DM works out how difficult it is, and so they assemble the negative dice. And then you roll, and you count the number of successes and the number of failures. And if the number of successes outweighs the number of failures, if it exceeds the number of failures, you succeed. In whatever it is that you were trying to do, you succeed. Hmm. That's definitely different. <laughs> yep. But then there's also the... the advantage versus threat. So there's kind of a second tier of success because you can succeed, but generate threat, which means like you succeed, but something bad happens. You can also fail, but generate advantage. So you fail, you mess up, but something good still can come out of it. So it's a really, really cool uh, system. That's just so weird though. Yep. I, I, it seems neat, but that's, it's just so different. It is very different. Well, because you've only known D20 systems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, I think, put it best because he said that you can, you can succeed poorly or fail well with this system. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, yeah, it was, it was, we had a good time. We had a really, really good time. Really might try to go to PAX West. Um... I don't know what else to tell you. That was PAX. There that was, was the PAX, yeah. The of the trip. Uh, flying back was a trial. Well, yeah, because it's, what, a 12-hour flight? It was a 13-and-a-half-hour flight from Melbourne to Los Angeles. Ah, yes. Then we still had to get back from Los Angeles. Which is another three-and-a-half? If you fly direct. You didn't fly direct, did you? There, there aren't flights from Madison to Los Angeles. So we flew from L.A. to Minneapolis. Ah. And then from Minneapolis to Madison. We traveled for 30 hours. We left on what for you would have been Wednesday afternoon, and we got in on Thursday evening. Hmm. It was a long day. It was a very, very, very long day. Just in case you're wondering, the current longest continuous flight uh-huh. uh, is between Dallas and Sydney. Which is 16 hours and 55 minutes. That would be a very long flight. So you were, (laughs) you were only, what, two and a half hours? Yep. Short of the longest flight. Yes. Yeah. Well, Australia is a far away place. Yes. Yes, it is. Just to be be clear, (laughs) it is very far away to get there. 
You know, unless you're in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Even then, it's still a bit of a hike. Yes, true. So that that was a thing. Uh, dealing with the time change going there actually wasn't very bad at all. We were on on Melbourne time almost immediately, just by virtue of when we slept for the flights. Coming back was also almost immediately, like, back on normal time, although I didn't sleep last night, so that remains to be seen. Went to sleep right away Thursday night, like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, somewhere around there, which is my normal bedtime anyway. But then last night, just couldn't sleep. So we'll see. You'll find out on Monday. I'll find out tonight. <laughs> yes, but, you know, you'll see how everything works. You have to work on Monday. I'll be fine. I, I have this amazing superpower. I can survive a day on, like, three or four hours of sleep. So, yeah. Did we want to talk about, like, the news? How was how was the last two weeks of the show? Well, uh, two weeks ago I had Jake on and then accidentally unplugged my microphone. Yeah, I kind of saw something about that. Oh, yeah, by the way, we evidently have Australia blocked. What? I couldn't access the website from Australia at all. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you, you blocked the IP of Australia somewhere along the way. I didn't block any IPs. No, that was you back when we had forums. You blocked like entire regions. Well, how do I unblock them? I have no idea. Because I don't think I did. I remember distinctly you going like, we're getting too many spammers. I'm just going to block Russia. That was like the... the f- I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay, so we, <laughs> we might need to investigate that. Because I'm pretty sure we blocked Australia because I couldn't get to the site. Well, I'll message Kaza, see if we can get to the website. <laughs> okay. You do that. All right. Um, Hold on. Doing it right now. No, it's, Granted, Andy, it's, it's, it's four in the morning. Yeah, you're right. I, I will not do that right now. I'll wait for him to get up. <laughs> Actually, for Kaza, I think it's even earlier. It's like one in the morning. Oh, yeah, because he's on the opposite side. Yeah, that was that was always fun, handling the time change. Yeah, I don't see any of the people online right now. All right. Yeah, don't do that. No, I won't. I won't message don't, people don't now at that. four o'clock in the morning. That'd just be bad. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We saw. We went to the aquarium. We saw penguins, and penguin. A penguin chick. It was a little penguin chick. It was adorable. We went to a lot of different shopping malls without recognizing that we were walking into twice. Twice in this city, this huge city, we were like, oh, I wonder what's in here. And like we turned a corner and all of a sudden we're in one of the biggest shopping malls in the city. <laughs> like, what's this? There's this little like underground entrance down. It's like, I see things down there. Let's investigate. Giant shopping mall. The fuck is this? <laughs> uh, they they save space by having instead of, you know, in, in Washington, we have all the different war memorials. Yes. Uh, they just have the Shrine of Remembrance, which is like all of the wars. It is a single shrine for all of the wars that Australia has been a part of. It's actually really impressive. Well, okay. All right. Yep, that's that's what I got. That's pretty much it. Right. Should we talk about other convention that's going on right now? BlizzCon? BlizzCon. BlizzCon is going on right now, and holy shit, there's a lot of news coming out of it. Yes, yes, there is. Which is, I, I have to say, putting certain other video game companies to shame of just how much news Blizzard is putting out every year and how much they're doing for each of their products every year. Uh, 
Starting off at the top, I guess, StarCraft 2, if you don't own it. Me. So StarCraft 2 uh, has been free for multiplayer. Ye- sure. For, for a little while. Um, but now they're making the single campaign, single player campaign free to play, but only the first part, Wings of Liberty. But if you own Wings of Liberty, then Heart of the Swarm goes free to play. But if you own Heart of the Swarm, Legacy of the Void is not free to play. So fuck them. <laughs> that is the category I am in. <laughs> I own the first two. I own the original and the first expansion, and then, nope, nothing. Uh, but if you haven't played through those campaigns yet, they're kind of cool. Hold on, I'm opening up Battle.net to see what I have. Oh, don't, 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 don't. Andy's oh my like god, all the Steve. updates. All what the are updates. You doing? What are you doing? Stop! <laughs> I glance over at the, at the, the, the list of all the games, and all I see are just progress bars under Good all moron. of them. I love you, but you moron. Stop. <laughs> it's what already closed. Okay. I was like, uh, oh, look at all those. Oh, oh my God, they're all updating. Yeah, no, don't do that. Hearthstone, <laughs> that's that's your thing. You want to yes. talk about Hearthstone? Uh, Hearthstone, uh, they're adding, the newest expansion is called Kobolds and Catacombs, um, but they're actually doing a new uh, dungeon crawler. It's a free-to-play, single-player dungeon crawler where your goal is to actually, you know, do a dungeon crawl. With and Hearthstone. With like, Hearthstone, so, yeah. So you have... So out of the card game, there's going to be a little dungeon crawl, and I guess, like, you, every fight is a Hearthstone game? Yes. Okay. That's you're cute. Gonna, you're going to start out with ten cards based off, you know, whatever class you choose, and then, you know, uh, every uh, dungeon thing you win, you get, you know, basically to upgrade your deck. Okay. So, you know, you, I like it. Yeah, no, it's it's I think it's roguelike as well. So there's, you know, crazy amount of possibilities. So it's not the same dungeon every single time. Yep. Uh, Heroes of the Storm, new champions, new maps, the usual. They're uh, they're changing somehow uh, some of the gameplay as well. Really? Oh, like uh, uh, invisible characters, you can kind of are, are just uh, they're still, quote unquote, invisible, but they're outlined. So you really can, you can actually see them better than on the map you um, the person that controls them well the player other people you know normally like if somebody is stealth next to me you can just see a slight shimmer of the background yeah this one gives it a ghosted outline of the actual player okay so it's less useful yes it is way weaker Yes, uh, especially also now that forts and cannon towers uh, have true sight, so they can actually see you even though you are stealth. I thought they always could. No, no, they can't. Oh, well, they can now. They can now, yes. Uh, looks like there's also Hanzo getting added and Alexstrasza getting added. Yep. Which is kind of cool. That's two of the dragons, because there's Alexstrasza and Chromie. Yep. So we're missing... Uh, a lot. Yeah. You're missing a lot. Yes, I. They they have plenty more characters they can go through. I'm sitting there thinking, like you know, it all started out with just Onyxia, and then all the dragons came. Well, I mean, even with Onyxia, they already had the lore of all the dragons. The dragons predate WoW. Yes, because they're they're Warcraft dragons. Yeah, right. And so, like Deathwing, way predates Onyxia. Alexstrasza is Warcraft two. Because that's how the orcs got uh, red dragons. 
Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, the the dragons like predate Onyxia, way predate. Well, um, I don't play Overwatch, so I have no idea what's going on with that. Yeah. Well, okay, but you. So you're on the same site I am, right? Yes. You see the new map, Blizzard World. Yes, I see that. I'm guessing it's all the Blizzard stuff. Andy, in a map. Yeah. This is this is one of those rare times where I'm going to say, mark down the time for the recording. Watch that. All right, hold on a second. Okay, I'm back. All right. So there's a new map called Blizzard World, which is fucking amazing. (laughs) And makes me super excited and super happy and kind of giddy because it's a level that's themed after Blizzard's other products. You have Stormwind. You have the Cathedral from Diablo. You have like it's it's fantastic. It's so cute. Uh, and they're adding another character to Overwatch. I don't know much about her, though. Uh, uh, healing DPS or something like that. Healing support is what I saw. I don't know. Uh, wow. There's a new expansion coming out. Speaking of World of Warcraft, there's a new expansion coming out, which, again, the cinematic trailer kind of made me squeal and and be very happy and be like, oh, my God, yes, please. Every time I watch those, I'm like, I kind of want to go back. Well, you could also now go back to the very beginning because Blizz is doing a cash grab. Well, that that's an interesting thing. Right. So first off, if we recall not too long ago, um, Blizzard said, no, we can't do it. You can't have a classic server. It's impossible. We're not sure we even have that code anymore. We can't do it. <laughs> and then, then some other servers came up and like, well, we can do it. And then Blizzard's like, no, no, you can't. Now Blizzard's saying, okay, we think we can do it. They're introducing World of Warcraft Classic, which is vanilla WoW before any of the expansions. We don't know what that means. Yeah, no, that's, they just announced it in name only. So it's like, okay, you know, how is this going to look how is this going to work is it actually going to be vanilla wow there are a lot of quality of life changes that have been made since the original world of warcraft 12 years ago i just want my bug back of my ammo bags that's all i want <laughs> Your that bug? Was, the bug where the uh bonus to firing rate oh uh, yeah stacked yeah so yeah you just uh, go to the bank drop off all your loot except for you know like one small bag and then you just fill up on the top of the line ammo bags and you were like a freaking gatling gun yep except you had to have ammo yes which is why you got the top of the tier ammo bags because you had to make sure that you were stacked but is so that's the question will hunters need ammo oh yeah because they don't need ammo anymore do they right god there were plenty of times where i had to freaking make my own arrows is there group loot is there need before greed implemented? I got, These were things I, got that kicked, came, I got kicked out of my guild one time for need before greed. These are things that came after vanilla. Do you remember in vanilla when you would kill a group of enemies, you had to loot every one of them? Yes. And do you remember that there was no auto loot? Yep. You had to click everything? Yep, because you had I had the third party curse app. That, that moved uh, the loot box. Yep. So that you can just click, 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 click. Yep. Yep. So 
Will that be a thing? I don't know. How vanilla are they going to go is the question. Is it like the vanilla architecture? Or is it just we're taking all the current systems but bringing it back to level 1 to 60 and the world looks the way it used to? Yeah, how are the graphics going to look? Yep. That's so many questions and no answers. But I guess sooner or later we'll find out. I'm eventually, yeah. Also, no no answer on, like, how much will it cost? Yes, that's the other, yeah. Because if they do it for free, I mean, that's that's going to bring a lot of people back into it, but it's also going to lose them a fair amount of people, right? There's people who are currently playing who are like, I'll go back and just play vanilla. I want to do that. <clears throat> going to be interesting. Yeah. So that's BlizzCon. Yes. So far. Yes. It's still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, man. <laughs> How are we doing on time? Uh, we are currently at 50 minutes, so we've got... Still got time. Okay. Tell me about GameStop Pass. Uh, remember we talked about... Was it like EB Games or somebody was doing a, a monthly... I think, yeah, it was uh, Swap and Play at EB Games. So, I do and not that remember one, this. Was this one that you talked about in the last two weeks? No. Okay. No, no, this was this was months ago. All right. Uh, let's see, back in August. Um, but so that thing there, you'd pay $20 a month and you'd borrow a secondhand game and swap them as many times as you like for $20 a month. Well, now uh, GameStop is doing their own version called Power Pass Scheme. $60 per customer for six months. Mm-hmm. You get to borrow as many pre-owned games as you would like hmm. for six months. Once the six months is up, you get to keep one title permanently. Cool. That's actually something I might want to do. So yeah, so $10 a month for six months, you get to play as many used games right. as you'd like. I mean, you have to keep like going in. Yes. And... um. You can only choose from games on the shelf in a physical store. So I hope you like Madden. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then, uh, you know, any any pre-owned game, play it, return it, get another one, play it, return it, get another one. After six months, you get to choose which game is now yours to keep. Is it that you get to choose, or is it just whichever one you have at the time? I don't know. It's not starting until November 19th, so... Ooh, just in time for Black Friday. Mm-hmm. So $10 a month, you get to play as many used games as you'd like. Which isn't bad. It's $10 a month. That's not bad at all. Especially since there's a lot of those games you're like, you know, I really have been interested in this game. But, you know, once some of the games, once you play through them once, you're like, okay, yep, I'm done. Right. But, like, it would be kind of, it would be a good way to go through, like, the Assassin's Creed series. Yes. Catch up with that, you know. If you ever get a PlayStation going through the Uncharted series. You know, things of that account. So yeah, this November, now you have to be a power, whatever their rewards They're, group is. Yeah, but I think that's free. Power up rewards members? I think yeah. so. I think I've got a key fob around here somewhere. I don't know, I'll take a look. That's, so yeah, that's, that's going on. Uh, okay. Other video game news. The International Olympic Committee has weighed in on esports. Yeah? Didn't the, the head of the IOC say, like, no how, no way? 
Well, there was a summit of the IOC, and following the summit, the IOC released a statement. Uh, the development of esports in the statement. All right, let's see what they say here. The summit discussed the rapid development of what are called quote-unquote esports and the current involvement of various Olympic movement stakeholders. The summit agreed that esports are showing strong growth, especially within the youth demographic across different countries and can provide a platform for engagement with the Olympic movement. Competitive esports could be considered as a sporting activity, and the players involved prepare and train with an intensity which may be comparable to athletes in traditional sports. In order to be recognized by the IOC as a sport, the content of esports must not infringe on the Olympic values. So no shooters. A further requirement for recognition by the IOC must be the ex- existence of an organization guaranteeing compliance with the rules and regulations of the Olympic movement, anti-doping, betting, manipulation, etc. The summit asked the IOC, together with GAISF, Global Association of International Sports Federations, in a dialogue with the gaming industry and players to explore this area further and come back to the Olympic movement stakeholders in due course. So that is the official stance of now the Olympic Committee on esports. Basically a maybe. Yeah. That, that's, what it, that's what it comes out as. Is a, it's a big fat maybe. We'll see. Yeah. But well, we'll, cool. yeah, it's uh, that's going on. Mm-hmm. So L.A. might still get their their wish. Yep. Uh, the Connect is dead. Long live the Connect. Nope. It's it's dead. They are not making any more. Wasn't that supposed to be like a key piece of the Xbox One? Yeah, I think we talked about this with Brian. That like on the I was the gonna original... check the podcast list to see about previous topics, but oh wait. The site is dead. <laughs> Long live the site. <laughs> Let me just check the site for the previous episode. Oh, wait. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Sadtrombone.com. I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, yep. I know. big it's, web app yeah. error page. Yep. Sorry. My bad. But yes, it was supposed to be part of the Xbox One bundle, but then that took the price point out of the realm of the PlayStation price point, so then they decoupled it to bring the price back down to be competitive, and that's, you know... Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, other The, the Sprint things. T-Mobile merger is dead? Maybe. No, it's it might still be possibly going on. Sprint was, was making some hems and haws because they, they can't agree on ownership. Well, T-Mobile's bigger than Sprint. Yeah, by subscriber. Sprint might have more money. Well, that's yeah, because they're owned by SoftBank, right? That's so. So they're they're having and hawing and and having some issues with how that's going to come out. Um, but T-Mobile said maybe try this, and they're they're maybe looking at running back and forth and talking about it. So we'll see. Also, don't forget, T-Mobile is also owned by someone else. Yes, Deutsche Telekom. Yeah. Which I remember for a while, Deutsche Telekom was actually trying to get rid of T-Mobile. Yep. And now it's like, you know, like we have this and we don't want it. <laughs> Shit. 
But now they're like, oh, the, you know, T-Mobile's actually growing. Maybe we yep. actually should hold on to it now. Did you, in the previous two weeks, because I couldn't listen to the podcast because we blocked Australia. We uh, didn't block, I don't know how we blocked Australia. I don't know, man, but it gave me access denied. We, we blocked Australia. I'll have to dig into it and see if I can figure out why. Um, did you talk about Amazon Key? Yes. Okay. And did that was about- the creepiest thing ever. Well, except I mean, Walmart tried to do it just before Amazon did. Yeah, I know. We also talked about that on the podcast. Right. Yeah. Uh, did you talk about Amazon Pharmacy? No. Amazon Pharmacy? Turns out Amazon is getting licenses to be a pharmaceutical distributor in a lot of states. Well, then. So it it is conceivable and possible that you could order your prescriptions through Amazon. Yes, but some of the times when I need a prescription... I need it now. I don't want to sit around and wait for two-day shipping with this rash on my arm sort of thing. Right. That's that's fine, and that's why you still have traditional pharmacies. But when it's not, I need this right now, when it's, I need this in the next two days, and then I need to reorder it every six months, Yes, and the, I know the, when it's going to be reordered because I have to take this for a chronic condition. Okay, yes, I could see that with the chronic condition, yes. So the corner drugstore is not going anywhere. Might get a lot smaller. Yeah, true. The, Granted, the, you know, the, it's the same thing with uh, with Radio Shack, you know. You know, Andy, in all honesty, the corner drugstore might actually be the one that shuts down. The Walgreens and CVS won't. Nope. But the corner drugstore might. The Kroger Pharmacy might. Well, did you notice that all the Target pharmacies are actually run CVS. by CVS now? Yep. I, I did know that. I am well aware of that, given that yeah, CVS got- is one of our customers. I, I got a flu shot and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, no, it's, like, oh, I still CBS. had my, they still had my Celine address and I'm just like, no. Yep. Um, yeah. So like Rite Aid, Walgreens and CVS, those will probably stick around, but the Meyer pharmacy might not. The medicine tree pharmacy in Matawan will not. Sure. So that that might be and even even those pharmacies, though, like Walgreens and CVS, they're probably going to take a big hit. Uh, Also, Amazon was looking. I don't think we have this listed as a topic. I don't know where I I put this link. Uh, Amazon is considering going after UPS and FedEx as well. Well, that's what they had talked about with the Amazon key was that the fact that, you know, this was, you know, Amazon um, delivery like employees. And I'm sitting there thinking like, yeah, not. Not I, I delivered mail. I know how many of those Amazon packages were not delivered by Amazon. Yep. You know, that's Amazon is not going to want to take on that much weight for the infrastructure. They want to do all the drones and everything, but still, it's... No, I'm sorry, but Amazon, you are not going to take on UPS and FedEx. That's not going to work. I bet you anything, all of their internal distribution is all handled by third parties. You think so? I don't doubt it. For how long? That's the question. Well, automation is putting a lot of things into question, so yep. who knows? Yep. God, I still can't... Really trying to take on UPS and FedEx? Nope. I, sorry. I think they are. I think they, they are looking at doing that. I think they're examining it and saying, we could do this. October 5th, Bloomberg. Amazon is testing its own delivery service to rival FedEx and UPS. Yep. Think about where their biggest expense is. People. Their second biggest expense. Warehouses. 
shipping. It's the yeah. shipping and logistics. Yeah. Their warehouses are not their biggest expense. Their warehouses are in the middle of nowhere. It's the shipping. Calling the project Seller Flex. Amazon will oversee pickups of packages from warehouses of third-party merchants selling goods on Amazon and their delivery to customers' homes. Amazon could still use these couriers for delivery, but the company will decide how a package is sent instead of leaving it up to the seller. Okay. All right. Are we good? Uh, yeah, we should probably hit the randoms. All right. Random review first, right? Yes. It's, it's been a while. It's not I've... mine this week. It's been a while. No, it, it, I thought it was, right? If we no. go back four weeks, right? Last week was mine. The week before was yours. The week before was mine. The week before was yours. So, yeah, it should be yours. Nope. No? Nope. Oh. Sorry. I did last I, week. I guess I will, uh, I will review the Nintendo Switch. Because I, I finally actually, like, used it for an extended period of time. For about 13 and a half hours? Each way. 27 hours? Yeah, plus a lot of time in the hotel. There was a lot of downtime. Uh, we, we recognized that we don't travel well. Like, I my, my relaxing activity is not go out and see things. My relaxing activity is sit on my ass and play video games. So, the Switch was really good for that. Uh, I, I am enjoying this device. I think that Nintendo really hit with something where it's this, this good middle ground of handheld versus console. It, I, I feel like it really is a handheld. It's just a super powerful handheld with a not great battery life. How long is the battery life on it? I don't know. Because I never ran the battery down. Because I always was near a plug. So the battery lasted long enough. Uh, because I had a USB port on both of the Trans-Pacific flights, I just had the, the, the Switch plugged in. And like I'd play it for a while, and then I'd get kind of sleepy, so I'd put it down. And then I'd play it for a while, and then I'd get sleepy, so I'd put it down. And so it never ran out of battery. Gotcha. Now, could I have sat there and played it for all 13 hours? No. 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 But I, with breaks, I played it. It was awesome. Uh, the controls feel fantastic. I enjoy the fact that there are multiple ways of using the controls, that you can take them off, you can put them on, you can use a, another controller, you can use them on their own little container holder as a controller. Uh, the only downside so far, they're so I'm playing Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game. Yes. And there are some puzzles in it that use the motion control. Oh. So like, you know, those old marble boards. Yep. Where you had to get the marble all the way around the board only using tilts. Yep. So that right in the game, you have that. And so it's it's motion control of, like, up, down, left, right, pitch, yaw, and roll. Well, when your entire console is the controller, because you have them hooked onto the console, that gets to be a little difficult sometimes. Because, like, when you need to go upside down, you need to literally lift the console above your head upside down. Oh, jeez. You're like, I don't, I don't like this. And that's when you, you disconnect the controllers and just use them by themselves. But it's fantastic. Um, if you enjoy 
Nintendo franchises, I would urge you to get this. The Zelda game is fun. I've heard great things about Mario Odyssey, which just came out this last week. Um, Looking forward to the new Metroid game, although that remains to be seen because it's only the title that's been announced. But I, I do not regret the purchase of the Switch. How much is it, by the way? $300. Huh. Now, and did you it, have a Wii U or no? I do have a Wii U. How does it compare to what the Wii U was? The Wii U is garbage. <laughs> okay. I'm we, glad we you... We both know that, right? Like, okay, so the Wii U is not garbage, but the Wii U was a, a rush job that was poorly marketed. The Switch is much... The Switch feels like this is what they wanted the Wii U to be. And it just it follows in in my my theory, my statement that the current generation of consoles came out too early and that the current generation of consoles aren't actually the current generation. They are a half generation. The PS4, when it was originally released, was really the PS 3.5. The Xbox One, when it was originally released, was really the Xbox 360 and a half. 365. No, that's what they should have called it, fuckers. Uh, And and the Wii U is really just the Wii and a half. The PS4 Pro, the Xbox One X, and the Switch are really the next gen. Yeah, we've gone through this argument before. I'm not going to argue against it anymore. Right, because you accept that I'm right. Sometimes I have to do that for the good of all. <laughs> so I I think that the Switch follows in that pattern. I think the Switch is just the, the actual next generation. It's what the Wii U was supposed to be. If you would like a hint on how to pick up a Switch, by the way, because they are still kind of difficult to come by, uh, I used... So Amazon has them right now, but it's not from Amazon, and so it's marked up. It's like $365. Oh, jeez. But Amazon sells it at the MSRP, the $299.99. So I made a... Remember we did Camel, Camel, Camel? Yes. I made a Camel, Camel, Camel alert, and I set it to be when the price drops below $300. Because when it drops down to $299.99... That is below $300. Yes. And so that's my alert that Amazon has it for sale. Gotcha. It's a neat idea. I thought it was. Okay, so, so, okay, so you, got, you got the Zelda... Um, sorry, Kate just texted. No problem. I've got Breath of the Wild. There's Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. There's Mario Odyssey, which everybody loves. Yep. Uh, Stardew Valley, which is basically Harvest Moon. They're actually doing a Harvest Moon for the Switch. Yay! Um, I'm just like the number of games that are out there though. I swear, didn't I read that like EA was not going to be doing any new games for the switch? I don't know. Yep. Here we go. IGN EA, not ready to commit to making more Nintendo switch games. That's fine. EA is not the main source of my gaming entertainment. So you, you think there's enough games out there? I think doom and Skyrim are coming to the switch. Oh geez. Both of them. Yep, uh, Skyrim, yep, I see that. I think Nintendo has, they they have something here and they know it. 
People are waiting for the the real bomb to drop. They're waiting for uh, Mario Maker for the Switch. Oh, jeez. Because the original Mario Maker wasn't crazy enough. Right. So I think it's it's a good buy at this point. All right. Well, Nintendo Switch. Yep. So, random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yes. If you could be in the movie of your choice, what movie would you choose and what character would you play? Damn! Movie if you of could your choice. The movie of your choice. Like a movie that exists? I guess so. Or like so. a movie that I want to exist? Well, I think it's a mo- it said a movie of your choice. So it could be a movie that, that hasn't been made that I would like them to make. Sure. A movie of my choice, and I get to play any role. Y- yes. Oof. I mean, taking Matthew Broderick's place in Ferris Bueller's Day Off could be a lot of fun. Or taking the place of Alex in The Last Starfighter. I mean, so am I Am I still, like, am I acting? Or am I in the movie? Like, that world is real. I, I, it said, uh, what character would you play? So I think you're going to be... Acting. I guess so. Because it's playing a character. Sure. What movie would I want to play? I feel like some of the Monty Python movies would be fun. Not not for the movie, but just to hang out with that crew. That would be fun. Um, I would go with something in the Avengers. Yeah? I think yeah, being one of the characters in the Avengers would always be fun. Which one would you want to be? Oh... I would go with the... I don't know. I almost would want to do a Captain America sort of thing. So you would want to take the place of Captain America? Yes. Of Chris Evans? Right? Yes. That's that's who plays Cap? Yes. Okay. Just, like, hang out with Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, no, I think that'd be fun. Cool. All right. An Avengers movie? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Avengers movie plus the Avengers movie. I feel like that would be a fun cast, you know, to hang out with. Plus, it's a fun, you know, movie. Star Wars Episode One. I would take Qui Gon Jinn and I would tell George, "You're doing it poorly. <laughs> You're doing it wrong." I'd sit down with him and say, "Let's talk this through again. Go over your ideas and let's talk about this." Let's let's sit down. Have 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 a have a let's have a chat. Let's let's just sit down and and think about this because I think you are making poor decisions. And I think you know that, and you're looking for someone to tell that to you. That... That would be funny. That's my answer. Yeah, no, that's that, that sounds like a good one. Can't argue against that at all. Okay. Well, uh, on that news, I guess uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.